Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. The forbidden door looks like it remains closed. There seems to be no AEW and New Japan working relationship right now, going by the last two days of Wrestle Kingdom events. I'm Ollie Davis. This is Lou Gowen. Welcome to our Wrestle Kingdom 14 day. Itch knee. Knee? <laughs> that's, that's Japanese for the number two. I, I picked up as much. Review! Please press the thumbs up button. Give us a subscribe. Leave a comment down below with what your thoughts were on the show, whether you think AEW and New Japan might work together, your thoughts on that excellent main event, and the not-so-excellent angle that closed the show, and also get in your sir, 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 super chats, because we'll be getting to those throughout the episode. But first off... Just want to rep Xandermania. Just repping Xandermania, one of our loyal fans watching along with us on the live stream earlier. We got up at... You got up at 4 a.m.? 4 a.m. I got up at quarter to five. We are in the office by quarter to six. And we've just finished streaming four and a half hours of Wrestle Kingdom 14 reactions. What a lovely time with the Japanese boys. And what a <coughs> fabulous show it was as yes, well. A really great good. night slash morning of professional wrestling. As it always is. It's just, it's the best way to kick off the wrestling year. It's the January 4th, now January 4th and 5th shows. You just, you know you're going to have a good time. And we had a good time. It, this was a brilliant show. This was great. It was a brilliant show. So much fun. Excellent matches. Great characters. Over wrestlers. But Luke, it was also the worst show of all time. Oh. Because there wasn't an AEW crossover announced. There was no CM Punk return. What the hell were they thinking? What was the point? So... What happened about two weeks before Wrestle Kingdom is Tanahashi mentioned in a promo, if I beat the AEW world champion, surely I should get a shot at it. Yeah, it was an interview with Tokyo Sports mm. where he was just saying, logically, surely, if I beat the <coughs> champion of AEW, that should get me a title shot. But the very utterance of those initials publicly from a New Japan top star 
was was a, a significant change in the relationship between those two promotions because as we know new japan and AEW don't have the best relationship we all want them to it's like ross and rachel we know they'll be good together but it's gonna take a few seasons of friends for them to finally work it out God, you know that it's all about rachel and joey <laughs> So this goes back even to July when Dave Meltzer reported that AEW was a, quote, forbidden word in New Japan in the locker room in, for, for the officials. And that's like, you know, that the use of language is not uh, a coincidence here. Yeah. When Tanahashi says the forbidden door, it's that must be a, a reference to that. It's a fascinating thing because when the Bucks, Kenny and Cody all left you know, they left Ring of Honor and they left New Japan in, you know, this time last year, mm -hmm. you know, effectively when they launched, you know, it was just, just before this time last year. They were all under the impression it'll be fine because we can still have a working relationship with New Japan and Ring of Honor and it will be fine. We're all friends with them. New Japan did not see it that way. And we're like, oh, you've taken all of our top talents. We're not happy with you anymore. Yes. That was a very naive, optimistic view of things. Completely you know, agree. Yeah. ROH, I, I, I imagine, are similarly annoyed. Oh, yeah. Because they helped put on All In. <laughs> and uh, they, yeah, totally. They were like, dude, we've, we've got Madison Square Garden in yeah. a few weeks. Yeah, so that all changed. So I can understand both sides. But, you know, they need to be together. And we all kind of thought that... Tanahashi and Jericho and now New Japan mentioning the AEW title, adding it as an actual stipulation to Wrestle Kingdom 14, maybe hinted towards the potential announcement of a working relationship, maybe even as soon as this weekend. And Dave Meltzer reported that, that there are a few like wrestling world business shifts that impact wrestling's owners uh, Anthem have bought Access TV, the station that New Japan air on in the States, and now they've taken New Japan off of that channel, which means that New Japan no longer have a US platform to sort of popularize themselves, and that's a huge part of what they want to do. So, you know, you're thinking, oh, well, maybe they'll partner with AEW, who have huge exposure. Mm -hmm. And also the ROH working relationship is kind of on the ropes. They haven't been sending talent over to them. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not been great for a while. The thing is, I feel like it's a bit frosty mm. uh, at the moment between New Japan and Ring of Honor. And that might just be because Ring of Honor's sales have not been great. Yeah, there's sort of like since since the Bucks, Kenny and Cody left, there was just a big shift in terms of Ring of Honor, and it just felt like it was a company that they had a very they had a very tough 2019. Yeah, I yeah. think they can bounce back in 2020, but they had a tough 2019. Mm. So with, with all this happening, you're thinking maybe New Japan and AEW are going to announce a working relationship this weekend. And the biggest sign of that would be if Tanahashi beats Jericho, meaning they'll have to have that AEW World Championship rematch. Which was signed off by Tony <clears throat> Khan. Like After Tanahashi did his interview with Tokyo Sport, uh, Jericho did his promo where he said, hey, I think that's a great idea too. I've spoken to Tony Khan. He thinks it's a great idea. So he's the one that confirmed the stipulation. So there was a lot of speculation. You know, us included. I think wrestling oh, fans yeah. around the world have, we all have, wanted to happen. have been thinking like, okay, well, Tanahashi beats Jericho. You set it up for a future AEW show. This is how you do the working relationship. Moxley's there as well. It all just seems to be, things seem, appear to be falling into place. Instead... Jericho won, mm. and he tapped out Tanahashi. And very definitively. Very, very definitively. And it feels from Jericho's post-match 
uh, interview that he did and what Brian Alvarez has been saying on Wrestling Observer Radio that there isn't the working relationship here. There is, it's a less frosty relationship between AEW and New Japan than it was this time last mm. year, but there's still no working relationship. Yeah, hopefully this is the first signs of that frostiness thawing. Uh, Brian Alvarez has said it's clear there's no working agreement on his review of the show. Uh, Dave Meltzer said in yesterday's Wrestling Observer Radio that effectively Jericho and Tanahashi or Jericho went to Tony Khan and said, do you mind if we use this AEW title stipulation as a way to build interest in the match? Mm. That's all it was for. It was just a promotion tactic. And that's not misleading. No. Because that's what they delivered. They yeah. delivered the potential of that shot. Completely. And, and Jericho won. So, so don't think that this is some kind of carny tactic. It's actually an ingenious promotion move from someone, I think, who's proved himself to be a brilliant promoting mind yeah. than Chris Jericho over the last couple of years. And it completely worked as well because yeah. I, I think a lot of us going into that, I had Tanahashi down to win because I thought them having that stipulation, surely there must be something here. So I went into that. So, and when Jericho won, I was surprised. I'd be like, wow, do you know what? Mm. I didn't see it coming. Yeah. I really didn't see that win coming. So I think actually it's a promotional tactic. It was brilliant. Really, really it, re- good. it worked me. And and Khan must have seen that. And and apparently, according to Meltzer, said, yeah, you can use it as that. Hmm. But that's all it was. There was, from what we know, there was no secret meetings between Gato and Khan and no, Bushi no, no, Road no. owners of New Japan. It was purely Khan saying, yeah, you can use the AEW title as essentially a prop to build, to make this feud feel a little bit more of something. Yeah. But that's not to say that's not part of Khan's larger strategy to get his foot in that forbidden door. To get through the forbidden portal, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, and, he has, and it feels like they have taken a step through that forbidden portal. Yeah, uh, and that's... Uh, well, we've got some comments here. So Chris Jericho was asked about this in his post-match interview. Which uh, Do you want me to read out? Yeah, you, I, I'm uh, So this is via Jim Valley. Uh, Jericho stated, The forbidden door is closed, but I don't think it needs to be closed. Put aside all of the hurt feelings and egos. Yeah, so Jericho there saying that the door is, there is no working relationship, but I think there should be. And it feels very silly to base this all on hurt feelings. I'd imagine from New Japan's side. Well, and- yeah, I, I, I genuinely think Kenny Omega is sad that Ibushi didn't come over. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, because like Kenny Omega even put that in one of his entrance videos where he mentions Ibushi turning his back on him. It's a very subtle nod. Mm. But like, we're all like, oh my God, they're working together. And then it came out later, no, Omega's genuinely still upset that his best friend from Japan didn't make the didn't come over to AEW with him. He committed himself full-time to mm. New Japan. Yeah. Uh, and then Chris Jericho has actually retweeted that on, uh, this. I guess this is... Shortly after, yeah, shortly after the match, yeah. uh, someone, Davey Jacobson, tweeted, damn, hopefully that's not the last time we see Jericho versus Tanahashi go at it on a big stage. I want to see Tanahashi battle in AEW wrestling for the AEW championship. And Chris Jericho retweeted that, just saying, agreed. Yeah. Jericho also said, I think, in one of the, in the post-match interviews as well, is that he doesn't know when he's coming back to New Japan, hmm. um, which I thought was an interesting note. Yeah, it feels like, because it... It's not just Chris Jericho on Wrestle Kingdom 14. It was also John Moxley. There are these two kind of... They were free agents, I feel like. They, they could do whatever they want. But now that AEW is on TV, I think that mindset just doesn't hold water anymore. They are AEW guys, and them appearing in New Japan is actually a bit awkward. It's not as seamless as you'd hope it to be. 
So particularly when out of the Mox is the US champion. Yeah, I so I feel like and then you know him not wearing the US title on AEW television is is gonna be weird by its absence. Yep. So they're kind of like the the stepchildren in the middle. They're they're Monica. They're Chandler. Yeah. They're Phoebe. <laughs> Who's the other one? It's um. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting when you look at the the Moxley thing, because Moxley has said that he wants to wrestle in New Japan forever. He loves it. Mm. In, he loves it over there. He loves it in New Japan. The reason why I say it's interesting is because in May he's got his one year opt out. So the report is that Moxley signed a three year deal with AEW in May uh, for you know when he debuted at Double or Nothing, that had a one year opt out that. After that first year, he can make the decision to either stick out and do the rest of those two years or go somewhere else. And I think him winning the United States Championship <laughs> here, you know, both nights, definitive wins for, for Moxley, beating Lance Archer in the Texas Death Match on night one and then beating Juice Robinson on night two and all of the stuff that he did during the G1. They're positioning him as a big deal in, oh, in yeah. New Japan, particularly now that they did the huge angle after the match with Minoru Suzuki. Come May, we might see Mox isn't an AEW guy anymore. I, yeah, I, I can see, I think that would be huge because yeah. AEW have done very good by him. Yeah. But Moxie and Jericho, they're in the top feud of AEW. They have a lot of sway in that company just from a star power perspective. They might not be co-executive vice presidents, but in terms of who are the big drawing names right now, it's those two. Oh, yeah. The, the former WWE guys, who would have thought it? They've got the most mainstream exposure and name recognition. The ratings patterns show that as yeah. well. And now, the, I mean, if it maybe it's New Japan doing a bit of chess moving as well, where they're thinking, hey, maybe we can, maybe there is an offer somewhere where we can get Moxley exclusive to us. Yeah. New Japan and AEW might not just not be working together. They might be actively competing over the same talent. Oof. So it's, we'll have yeah. to see where it goes. I'm optimistic. I think this is the, even though it didn't go the way we thought it, we wanted it to. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's still, I, I, I'm I, optimistic for it to happen this year. What was it that, that, that Alfred said on the, we listened to Wrestling Observer Radio before we came on air. I think he said that like, you know, this time last year, if it was 100%, the working relationship between AEW and New Japan is about 5%. Now, it's probably 10%. Mm. So, it's it is a step in the right direction. Progress, <laughs> progress. Uh, but let's let's briefly talk about those two AEW wrestler matches: Jericho versus Tanahashi. Jericho has a three and two record, so he's lost three, mm -hmm. two of those at Wrestle Kingdoms, and only won two matches of his five in New Japan going into this. And you made that point when the match started that Jericho needs to win, mm. otherwise he doesn't become a drawing star power for New Japan because you just going to a New Japan match expecting him to lose. I think that's why the AEW title stipulation was so good because I yeah. just thought Jericho's winning. But as soon as Tanahashi had that on the line, I was like, oh, I don't know now. Yeah, totally. It just makes you way more into the match. Genius move. Great match as well. Yeah. It was I loved this match. I thought it was so good. And all the matches on this card just had a different style. And Jericho and Tanahashi, sort of these... What's what's the word? Kind of like modern day legends. Mm -hmm. They're the the biggest thing to heritage icons that you can get who are still actively wrestling to a very good level. Completely. They uh, they played it up like it was a dream match. Yeah. And they those two sold it like it was a dream match. I've been like, oh my god, what is going to happen when Jericho mm. faces off against the ace of New Japan? 
So the start of the match was just that. It was them playing off that idea of what's going to happen when we step into the ring together. And all the sort of Rock Hogan style spots of I'm yeah, going to do yeah. your taunt. I'm going to do your taunt. It was really, it was really good. Uh, there was some ref like red shoes got splashed in the corner. Yeah. which allowed Jericho to low blow. Great ref bump. Which, whip with the belt. I'm sorry, actually. If I'm going to be a negative on this match, if I'm going to be a negative Nelly, red shoes, where's the selling, mate? You took a splash in the corner and your red shoes don't be up two minutes later counting a pin, mate. Yeah, from that hot bod of Tanahashi. A referee earlier on on the show just got chucked out of the ropes very, very easily. Uh, And yeah, he was gone for the whole match. I don't think we saw him for the rest of the night. It was, um, yeah, uh, so obviously I'm being very facetious. Mm. This was a, a great match. I loved that spot because they also had the moment when, yeah, Jericho used the the ref bump to cheat and then later on i think it was just shortly after that tanahashi gave jericho the low blow jericho's selling of that low blow was genius Mm. because he sold it as someone was like oh man i did not think that was gonna happen yeah yeah i did not see that coming also ow my balls yeah yeah it was there were so many inventive spots as well uh i love the code breaker reversal on the high fly flow yeah which was just like looked brutal and tanahashi hitting the code breaker as well yeah yeah that was marked cool. out massively mm. for that and and like the way jericho wrestles these days is such like a, a brawler big bodied it's not pretty yeah but I, I that makes it even better uh yeah tanahashi code breaker after that but jericho had tanahashi in the walls for ages in the last third of the match and then he locked it in again at the end and just had it on for ages again and he sort of Half gets into a lion tamer, pulls yeah. Tanahashi back into the ring, and then just very lightly Tanahashi taps. He had no other option. And that was the forbidden door going closed. Which Kevin Kelly even pointed out on, on uh, commentary. He said, the forbidden portal remains shut. Yeah. So it is like they are. I think everyone there wants it to happen. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's a really interesting period of time. I think it is something that's going to happen. Mm. I am quite confident that, I mean, it was one of my 2020 predictions, that New Japan are going to end their relationship with Ring of Honor and they're going to get into bed with AEW. I do think it's going to happen. I just don't think it was going to happen on this night. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, And, you know, Jericho's there, posing with the AEW title, finally victorious at Wrestle Kingdom, to generic music. Because the copyright issues, they replace the music. I'm like, it's on New Japan World. Look, dude, I, I, I get that it's a problem. But at least we got Liger's music. Yeah, yeah, it would have been really problematic for <laughs> Liger's last match for there to be like, we cannot use that theme song. Um, and the other match with an AEW wrestler was John Moxley defending his US title against Juice Robinson. His newly won US yeah. title. He won the, uh, last night. Never lost it. He well, won, yeah, he never he lost won it. won it. How would you? You reclaimed? You won it even more. <laughs> I'm even more the US champion now. And, uh, you know, Juice Robinson is absolutely fantastic. I I just love the way he does everything. His punch. Oh. Yeah, there was a moment. So the story of this match was that Mox wants to do the Mox thing of getting weapons and stuff. But Kevin Kelly was brilliantly saying, like, that's not what... That's not what Juice wants to do here. Juice wants to win this the New Japan way. Yeah. He wants to win this inside the ring. And there's a moment when Mox was following up on this and grabbing the chair. Juice brilliantly punches the chair into Mox's face, really pulling up from that the, the injured hands mm. like from a couple of years ago. 
just great stuff from Juice. Yeah. Loved that spot. It got really, really good near the end, just like heavy hitting. Moxie's got this brawling style down perfectly. I, I love his in-ring matches yeah, now. so good. Uh, and, and Mox like hits a death rider out of nowhere, which is the paradigm shift, but in Japan. <laughs> and, yeah. and he rolls through... And hits an even bigger one with yeah. the the bigger the bigger lift. And we're like, ah, oh, that was a good match. Really like that. Really like that finish. And then, da, 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 da. I didn't quite pick up on the music at first. You can actually go back and watch our live reactions. But then, as soon as the pair of us worked out, it was like, oh my god, this is Casanina Ray. That we go, <gasps> and you had Rocky Romero talking about this. Like, you want to talk about a tough son of a bitch? This is the toughest son of a bitch. Because then out came Minoru Suzuki oh. in a tracksuit, which was terrifying enough, staring Moxley down in the ring, the down sm- the ramp. With a smile on his face that just said, like, oh, this is this is going to be good. Yeah. Woo. You think you're a brawler, son? <laughs> well, here's my pants off. <laughs> yeah. And then he took off his tracksuit. He ran down. And we're like, are we? Is this like... Are we getting the match I now? Sh- I was shouting, <clears throat> it's happening right now. We're getting the match now. And you were like, calm down. It's not happening. Well, it was like, they, then they were ringing the bell. It was like the ding, 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 yeah. where it's the DQ. We need more help down here. And they, they went they went at it. And, you know, Suzuki choked out Mox very quickly, yeah. then hit the Gotch pile driver. And, and Moxley sold it for ages. Yeah. I bet he is ecstatic to be working with Suzuki. He must be so excited about this match. Someone go back and tell John Moxley <laughs> and CZW that you'll get to face Suzuki at yeah. New Japan. Oh, Which we think is probably going to happen at New Beginning, which is their next big show. I hope so. I don't think this is one you want to hold off on. I, I want this next chapter while the momentum's there. What if it's in tomorrow? February? New Year's Dash. Wow. Well, I wouldn't even agree with that. I, I think you should definitely shoot an angle. But you shouldn't give away the match so mm-hmm. quickly. I think it deserves more build. But we've, the, we've done this mailbag topic quite a few times. Out of all the AEW wrestlers and all the New Japan wrestlers, what dream matches would you like to see? I don't think we ever said Suzuki versus Moxley. Because in my head, I always had Moxley Ishii, which we mm. then got on the G1. And I, compl- I didn't even think, yeah, Mox Suzuki. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I, that for me is... That is so exciting as a prospect. Like yeah. I, I want to see that match, real, real bad. Yeah, I, I it's it's inspired, yeah. and it just shows John Moxley, not only champion, he's got a big feud coming up. Yeah, against weirdly a non-English country thing, you know, America, Canada, Australia. Yeah. The the winners of the U.S. title are non-Japanese usually, and now you've got Suzuki going for it here. Uh, Very, very exciting. Love it. Love it, Um, love it, love it. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Valibar, Mami Dapudi, said six years. I waited six years for Naito to get the big Wrestle King main events win. Never have I felt so satisfied. Until the post angle. I blame Goto for not finishing the job. Uh, yeah, the, 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 main, the main event win and then the post main event angle. Yeah, I think that the, there was a point where I was like, oh, where's the angle? Where's the big thing that's going to happen after Naito's win? And then I thought, you know what? No. He's earned this. Yeah. This has been years in the making. Double champion. Let's have the moment. But then Kenta ran in and, and beat him up. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, Daryl says, great work, Ollie and Luke. Any tips, recommendations for my Tokyo trip Ooh. in March? I have a full seven days there with my girlfriend. Worth going for New Japan shows on the March 3rd. Right. Now he's said girlfriend, I think. I think he's lying. <laughs> Didn't ask. <laughs> Going to Japan with, with my girlfriend. <laughs> That's what I got from that. Uh, I would Ooh. recommend Akihabara, uh, particularly if you're into your pop culture. I loved it there. Um, Shinjuku is... Um, like Shinjuku for me was my favorite place. I really, really liked it there. That's very good for shopping and stuff. Go see the, uh, the Godzilla Hotel. Uh, I think the Godzilla store's in Shinjuku, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, Shinjuku is wicked. Robot Cafe is a lot of fun. It's bonkers but it's a lot of fun um gazzatella of rock and roller says mox versus suzuki yes effing please so excited for it it's now like one of my most anticipated matches yeah. already yeah i also fully appreciate that everyone recommends the robot cafe so mm. that's a very basic thing for me to recommend um and lastly jivanshu dua says what if john moxley is revealed as the leader of bullet club moxley no i, I mean he feels like a lone wolf yeah Baron corbin yeah, it's like, that's why he shouldn't go within a circle. Yeah. He's his own thing. Plus Bullet Club, yeah, they're not, they're not in an upswing right now. They had great leader after great leader. AJ, well, Finn, AJ, Kenny. Yeah. And the JY era hasn't 
been amazing. It's not been as good. But, you know, I, I just think they're a, a pot that's about to boil. You know? I, but I don't think Mox is the answer. Though. Right, so we started off with a Jushin Thunder Liger retirement match. Oh, Jushin Thunder Liger. teaming up with Naiko Sano. I probably butchered that because I don't know who he is. Uh, with Yoshiaki Fujiwara. And they took I've on definitely the, heard Fujiwara's name. And they took on the team of Hiromu Takahashi, who won the uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship on 9-1 mm-hmm. from Will Ospreay in a fan-freaking-tastic match. I loved that match so much. Still haven't seen it. Oh, but uh, I've heard it's... Yeah. Yeah. And um, Dragon League. Um, and it was... This, this, so we talked about this on the live stream that Liger matches for the last, I don't know, 10 years maybe, mm. has been Liger plays the hits. Yeah. And I love that. Absolutely love it. I've seen him do this match. Like, it's funny, we're talking about this. Like, so I saw the Rev Pro TV tapings. Liger was the opening match with Chris Brooks. Five-minute match, Liger plays the hits. We then had Wrestling Media Con where Liger had a couple of matches there. And those were five-minute matches where Liger plays the hits. Yeah. And I loved it every single time I saw it. And here, this was Liger plays the hits, and I loved every single second of it. Yeah, he can't keep up with the new generation of junior heavyweights because they're insane. And he's 50, <laughs> but he can still play those hits that made him famous. It's like going to a, a, a sort of older band, Rolling Stones, why can't I think of any other bands? I know, I'm, I'm Why go- is Manic Street Preachers coming to my head? <laughs> I'm just letting you hold on this one. <laughs> you go and see your favourite old-timey band. Like the Manic Street Preachers. Yeah, and they don't play any new stuff. It's just the songs that made you fall in love with them. Just play If You Tolerate This, Your Children yeah. Will Be Next. I remember when I saw the Wild Hearts in Portsmouth. They just released Chutzpah. Um, it's like 2009-ish, mm. maybe, I think. And uh, Ginger got up on stage, and they started playing a couple, through a couple of the tracks. And he was like, look, I appreciate you. None of you know these songs, but contractually, we have yeah. to play this new album. <laughs> so just bear with us for the next 15 minutes while we play these tracks, and then I'll take requests. That's amazing. Uh, but yeah, Liger did the hits. He had a really good exchange with Takahashi near the end. I thought we were going to get a few more near falls. I was expecting more, yeah. But then Takahashi just you know, hit his new finisher, I believe. Which he's called Time Bomb 2. <laughs> because, because of course he has. Yeah. And and then he pinned Liger. Uh, yeah, I just, it was a retirement match. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the super amazing match, but you know what a what a talent. Just pay respect, I guess. Unfortunately, it was such a such a before momentous we, thing. Before we get into that, should we give him a standing ovation uh, again? Yes. Thank you, Liger. Thank you, Liger. Uh, but it was such a historic thing. The feed then this crashed. <laughs> well, we thought it was us. Yeah. We thought we'd broken something. But yeah, Liger's retirement crashed New Japan World. Mm. Uh, just the English commentary feed, from what we can gather, the Japanese feed was fine. And if you're watching it on Fight, it was fine. But the English commentary track of, of New Japan World, yeah, completely failed. A lot of people had to... <clears throat> Log out, log back in again. We mm. got logged out. And when we logged back in, it said that there was no video there. We thought Andy was trying to log in and he was sealing our, our login <laughs> for it. Um, but it, it came back. By the time the next match, the entrance of the next match had started, 
I think we actually we got the Roppongi 3K. Yeah, it was like, their little custom video. Yeah, so it was only out for a little while, but it did feel like it kind of sucked because we didn't get to see the full yeah. retirement. Like we didn't get to see Liger have his last moments. Mm. Yeah, which is a shame. But technical issues are what they are, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, after that, we got Bullet Club uh, with Taiji Ishimori and El Fantasmo. Or El a- ELP. Does he say, is it just ELP now? I don't know. I've just always referred to him as ELP. Yeah. Well, it, the, those two repping Bullet Club as the junior heavyweight tag champions. Taking on Rapongi 3K. 3K, 3K, 3K. Uh, Yo and Show <clears throat> with Rocky Romero and his Ghostbusters little pack that he's got. Yeah. <laughs> Who got like probably the second actual entrance. Everyone else just got normal entrances. I like Wrestle Kingdom to have flamboyant entrances. It's the WrestleMania of Japan. Yeah. But it was only really Akada with a luminous cape. Yeah. And and this, so I felt, I felt a little bit shortchanged by those. Juice Robinson had some fun glasses. Yeah, yeah. That's but that's restrained for him. <laughs> uh, so it was just I, I really liked this. I thought it was a really solid match. It, they weren't out there to steal the show. They just had a bloody fun time. This my favorite spot of this match. It wasn't any of the flipty do sequences, although they were fantastic. It was ELP. And Ishimori had a sequence where they did back rakes. And it were basically trying to see how they could one-up the ridiculousness of doing a back rake. Because it's such a classic old-school heel move. So it just started with ELP doing a back rake. Ooh, Ooh you dastardly heels. Then ELP grabs, oh, I can't remember show or yo, mm. for Taiji Ishimori to do like a second rope move on him. Ishimori jumps off the second rope, lands on his feet, Back rakes it. Oh! Then Ishimori grabs either Show or Yo to be like, so ELP can do a big move. ELP gets to the top rope, or he walks the ropes and then does a moonsault off the ropes, lands on his feet, back rake. Oh! oh you dastardly heels. It was great heel work. I loved it. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, really, really good. They're, they're so good together as a team. ELP, we were saying on the live reactions. Uh, we've seen him a lot over the years on the British indie scene. He's been one of our can- local boys. Yeah, even though he's Canadian, he wrestles a lot over here. Uh, and but like he, he was always just this amazing athletic wrestler. Now he's got a character for mm-hmm. me. I, I thought it was excellent. Shouting at babies. Uh, the <laughs> I even had a Styles clash. Yes. for a near fall, which was a nice shout out. Um, but he went for a low blow on Show, but Show. In a, in a weird retread of the classic Bret Hart wearing a protective metal thing over his gut to avoid the Goldberg spear, had a cup on. Yep, he had a cup on. <clears throat> and showing Yo won. Yeah, it's fun stuff. And Yo put the cup in his mouth <laughs> to celebrate. Oh, mate, you know where that's been. Like it's a gold medal, and he's <laughs> testing if it's real. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... That's a close tag team. If that's what you're into. <laughs> uh, then we got Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sonata, which was the exact sort of match you'd expect. Just absolutely brilliant technical wrestling. The match starts off with about a minute of reverse pin, reverse pin, reverse pin. Just both guys trying to one-up each other. This is like... It's, it, it's groundbreaking for what it is. Like, no one does this like near fall near fall near fall transitions as good as these two guys at the moment no and then it built into your Zack Sabre Jr. match of I'm going to stretch you out but it was all about Sonata trying to out wrestle him and you'd be like no, yeah. no I'm just going to stretch you out there a little bit more and then Sonata would overpower him and he's like oh, an octopus stretch oh, I'm just going to grab you down by here now 
but they kept building up to this pinfall thing. Mm. So they did this whole pinfall combination thing again in the middle of the match, and it played into the finish where they did more of these pinfall combinations My God. with Zach eventually getting the pin. I loved this match. Yeah. I, I mean, you, it's hard to say it's the best match of the night when you've got the Akada-Naito match mm. at the end and, you, you know, and you've got the, um, some of the other stuff as well. But this, was, this might have been my favorite match of the night. I yeah. absolutely loved it. It was absolutely amazing. It's uh, the, the, the final sequence, which went on for about 40 seconds, and it's just them rolling each other up, them flipping, and you're like, well, this is it, this is it. No, this is it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're still going. Have you ever seen that Street Fighter final where the person keeps blocking all of yeah, the moves? Yeah, it's Chun Li's kicks, <clears throat> and he just EA tap blocks each Yeah, one. yeah. And it was like that. And I was just like, no, 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 you're going to lose it here. You're going to lose it here. Yeah. Oh, my, oh, my God, parry, you won. Parry, 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 super. Uh, and Zach won. Zach won in the end of it, which really like puts him over as the master of this style, even though Sonada was really taking him to the limit, but means LIJ aren't completely draped in gold. They won the never uh, six-man tag. That's right, yeah. Uh, at the, on the pre-show, which we didn't watch. We got in early enough as it was. Uh, of course, Takahashi's got the junior heavyweight. Naito would win both the other main belts in the company later on. So it's only Sonada, really. It's because he was Amish. It was yeah. Amish Sonada. Amish Sonada. He's got that chin-strap beard. If he had the big mohawk, <coughs> it would have been a different story. Uh, then we got John Moxie versus Juice Robinson, which we've already talked about. Kenta versus Goto, which I love the Sabre Jr. Sonata match. The best match is definitely Naito Okada. There's no argument about that. However, the last five minutes of Kenta Goto was amazing. These two slapped <coughs> the ever-loving S-word out of each other. Brian Alvarez brilliantly tweeted out, it would have been safer for them to have an actual fight mm. instead of this worked fight that they had. Because this was, this was a fight. Yeah. And, oh man, I, I bought into every single one of them because most likely they were real. This is my favorite thing in New Japan. It is the two guys stand up, I'm tougher. No, I'm tougher. Let's hit each other in the face. <laughs> and that's all it is. And, you know, it, maybe it's not the safest thing in the world. But until my ignorance is lifted and someone gets a horrible concussion, I'm going to enjoy it because I know I know this. I haven't got long left on this. Yeah, it's like me. Ooh, plastic water bottles. This is convenient. Now I can't use you anymore. It's amazing you said that. Shabata can't wrestle anymore. Like that surely, was a headbutt. <laughs> that, that should have been the moment where we're like, hmm, yeah. maybe this style isn't safe. Yeah, well, you know, the, I, I can explain that away. <laughs> They were dehydrated. It was long in the match. It was a sick headbutt spot. It, it was, was a headbutt spot here, probably in reference to, you know, because Shibata was a big part of the context of this feud. Yeah. With him being a training partner of Goto and Kenta awfully turning heel on him. Yeah, which he did later in the, you know, mm. later in the night. Well, we'll get to the closing angle. Uh, but yeah, it was an amazing uh, end sequence. I just thought it was incredible. Wicked stuff. Um, and Goto won. Yeah. Goto won the Never Openweight Championship. Uh would the final angle have been better if Kenta had won here? I think it would have. Yeah, I think it would have had more. I mean, it's it's why they got the title off him because they were putting him into the main event angle mm. with, with Tetsuya Naito. But, you know, he lost early in the night, then comes out and all of a sudden he's the main challenger for the top belt. It doesn't quite work as no, well. No, no. Uh, yeah, say, just save it for the... You've got a, sh a big show the next day, which yeah. traditionally sets up all the big angles. Yeah, completely. Uh, then we got Jay White versus Abushi, which was 
which was, was it was good. It, yeah, it, was it, good it, it was a it was amazing. Yes, but yes, this, it is was. Re- this is Wrestle Kingdom. Remember, it's the, the parameters are somewhat changed. Yeah, this was a really really good match, mm. and it was Ibushi. Someone had to lose twice. Like the way that this weekend was structured, someone had to lose both their matches, mm-hmm. and they weren't going to have it be Jay White. So they had it be Ibushi. So they made Ibushi look as strong as humanly possible in this match. He had two visual pins on Jay White in this. He had this match won. But through Gado interference, Jay White eventually picked up the win. Um, trusting Gado, that's, you know, it's a long-term thing for him. Look at Naito. Like, Naito's big win here has been, what, like six years in the making? As mm. someone said, we thought it was going to happen two years ago. He was finally going to get that Wrestle Kingdom main event win, and it didn't happen. So he got it here instead because Gato's all about, why tell a story over six months when I can tell it over six years? Which is great. Which is great. So Kota will get his moments. I think quite likely he'll win the G1 again this year, mm. you know, or he'll win the G1 next year. Gato has got a plan in place for, you know, Kota's there for the long term. So you may as well stretch this out. Um, and I think they did very well in protecting him here. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the you know, Gado interference, uh, ref bump. There was a brilliant bit where Gado did his classic, very weak chair shot onto <laughs> Kota. Loves those. Yeah, and Kota just turned around, got in his face, no sold a load of punches. It was the kicks. He was trying to kick. Yeah. Him. He was trying to kick him in the gut, but like because he's this waxwork statue, it's just like no. And then Kota just punched uh, Gado in the <laughs> stomach. And he just like went back. You know those goats that get like they they get scared and they freeze and fall yeah, over. Yeah. It was like that. He went stiff as a rod and fell back. It was a brilliant. It was... And that's like Gato and Jay White. Even though they do back up, they they are credible. They are more of a goofy heel team. Yeah. And and this was definitely a goofy heel cell. I mean, look at Gato's hat. Yeah. I, mean, I think um I think Gato hits Ibushi as lightly as he possibly could with a chair mm. because he knew. Just a few spots later, Jay White was going to launch one right into his face. Yes. And he threw that chair into his head, which I was not... I, 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 it wasn't for me. Yeah. The, the real, well, we all know Kota's neck is invincible. <laughs> hit, hit him in the neck. He landed a lot on his neck. Oh, yeah. This, but uh, this one was straight in the It's in like the a head. magnet. It was. He's got a magnet in the top of his head, mm. and there's magnets in the ring. He just keeps going for them. So that, was, that was bad. Uh, but yeah, uh, I in the predictions, I had Ibushi to win everything. I had him to win last night, and I had him to win here as well. Same here. End up as double champion. In the end, he won nothing. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's the right decision. Obviously, the trusting Gato thing, he's more than proven he, he's got a plan in place. But I don't know. I, I, I thought the momentum was there for Kota. He's 37. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I would have had him win here. Same. I would say the same thing. Uh, then we got the Jericho Tanahashi match, which we've already talked about, um, and then uh, the main event was just sublime. Yeah, Akada versus Naito for both the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championships, and this was an Akada Naito match. What forty odd minutes? We mm-hmm. reckon about forty yeah, minutes. Thirty-five, forty. Yep. First fifteen, twenty minutes is your Akada. We're going forty minutes. Let's not rush everything. Yeah. And then your final 15, 20, 25 minutes, it's just sheer wrestling bliss. The, it's incredible, yeah. We've had so many photos sent to us from like our live stream of us like reacting to this match or gifts of us reacting to this match. I've never been so invested in, in near falls 
like I don't feel like I've been that invested in near falls in quite some time. I bought into every single one of those near falls, which is funny because New Japan gets criticized a lot for its overusage of near falls. But I don't know. I just I thought they they worked it brilliantly. Yeah, it was it was it was on par with that John Cena AJ Styles Royal Rumble match where finisher finisher finish near fall finisher. Oh my God, more kickouts. I just and and it was every even though I thought well Naito's probably winning here, man Okada got me yeah. got me every time. I thought well maybe maybe they're gonna hold it off another year. Maybe it's time to keep on going back to Okada because he's that damn good. Yeah, he is. And I just thought it, some of these. Some of the stuff was incredible. Okada got dropped on his... There was a, a reverse hurricanrana off the second rope Holy, from Naito yeah. that Okada just went straight into the earth for. Uh, the, the, there was a drop kick, one of those Okada drop kicks. Naito just bumped, then got up and hit a Destino. What a near fall that was. Totally bought into it. But the, this, this, it was a Rainmaker counted into a Destino, which was counted into a Tombstone, which was counted into a Rainmaker an Akada near fall. Oh. That was the one for me. And, that, and then from you know from that point onwards, it was the last 10 minutes of the match were magic. Yeah. And the other thing we haven't talked about as well was the DDT on the <clears throat> table mm, yeah. that, that, um, that Akada did. Oh, no, sorry, it was the knee drop. It was Jericho yeah. did the DDT. So Naito, the story from the night one was that uh, Naito was getting his knee worked over by Jay White. And so Akada wasn't targeting the knee at first. He's an honorable man. And then once he saw the knee, he was like, it's like smelt blood. Mm. I was like, all right, fine. I'll go for the knee then. Yeah. And so he gets onto the outside, pl- politely hands a monitor to to one of the broadcasters. Not like these WWE lads. They're just like, don't care, don't care, don't care. <laughs> They're expensive. Yeah, exactly. He was like, no, this is yours. Yeah. Could you hold this for a second? <laughs> and he gets Naito, lifts him over, and he slams his knee into this table. Mm. And it's not like a table spot to break the table. This table was not designed to break and that made it so much worse it's a no selling table it it was a japanese table and it made a horrible sound i like the bit even later where naito is sort of out on his feet and he just spits at akada and akada's like i was trying to beat you a nice way (laughs) and then he pushes over naito and just starts wailing on his knee and the crowd start to boo yeah and akada does this it's like eggs him up yeah i'm gonna work heel now because this crowd wanted Naito mm. to win so badly because they've all been on this journey they've all been on this journey waiting for this moment and he finally got that moment he hit the destino and got the three counts and it was a wonderful wonderful moment that was slightly undermined by the post-match angle there was also sorry there was also a phoenix splash oh that yes he missed two years beforehand but he hit it here and then three destinos for the win amazing story amazing match and then, yeah, you get this really nice celebration spot at the end. Naito's got both belts. He cuts a promo. Akada's being helped out, and Naito says something to Akada, and Akada just puts his hand up like that, which is the Naito pose. Really heartwarming, beautiful show of respect. Beautiful stuff. That was one of my favorite moments of the whole night. Mm-hmm. And then he carries on doing the promo. I'm like, where are LIJ? I want them to be all down there with him, yep. all holding belts all in their own wacky hairstyles and, and costumes <laughs> with a cat yeah yeah right and you know like takahashi's back there's a great story there that's the visual to close on for me i completely agree but then kenta attacked uh uh naito to set up that first feud i guess yeah as you're saying they're like the the closing shot should have been lij celebrating together um 
with Amish Sonata. Mm. But what we got instead was not that. They didn't come down at all. And we just got Kenta attacking him from out of nowhere. And it was quite, you know, he gave him the go to sleep and like a brilliantly dick heel move. Then teabagged uh, Naito and sat on him in the Shibata pose with both belts next to him. Yeah, like cross-legged right on his chest. Which I thought was a really good visual. Mm. I just don't think you should have ended this show because I did, it sucked the, you know, Kevin Kelly said this, it sucked the air out of the arena, which is good heel heat. But that's not what this crowd wanted. This crowd wanted to celebrate with Naito. Yeah, I think it killed the crowd a bit. They yeah. Yeah, they didn't want... It wasn't the right thing to do. Do it at New way. Year's Dash. Yeah, totally. And then, you know, then Kenta walks off. And then five minutes after this <laughs> yeah. beatdown angle started, was it Dragon Lee? No, I think him? it was Bushi came Sorry, in. Sorry, yeah, but Dragon Lee's Bullet Club. Uh, wait, where is Dragon Lee? Dragon Lee's in Bullet Club. Yeah, so Bushi runs down. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, is he? I'm, I'm I'm confused not, no, about my luchadors I, I think now. He might be in chaos. He was teaming Bushi with her ran and down. Bushi came down. Bushi ran down <laughs> and sort of chased Kenta off. I'm like, there are a, a lot more LIJ members who should have come out here. There's loads of them. Your tag yeah. champs are back there. Your yeah. six man tag champs. So it just it just it didn't work as an angle for me. No. E- even if the crowd were hot for it, I would have still been asking. But where's this person? Where's this person? We do it with AEW. We do it with WWE, so only fair we criticise this yeah. as well. And but, again, and I think the, the show should have ended with with Naito holding both belts, mm, celebrating with the crowd. Totally. Uh, but overall, an absolutely fantastic in-ring show. Beautiful. It was a beautiful show. I, I find out fine. Yeah, it was absolutely quite easily. Fun. Quite easily. Yeah, well, someone uh, asked us if we were going to do a review of Night One because um, they were looking for thoughts on the Osprey Takahashi match. The it is a far, it's a six star match. Mm. It was just unbelievable how how good that match was and how talented both guys are. And it's it's not everyone's style, and I know because I got a lot of twit- <laughs> uh, tweets about it yesterday. And, and hilariously, all making the same one joke, which is all the circus in town. I appreciate it's not everyone's style, but it is for me. Like I think it it it's so so good. Yeah. And these two just put on an absolute clinic on how to do it perfectly. Osprey's on another level. Mm-hmm. Takahashi, it's just wonderful seeing Takahashi back, but Osprey's on another level. Uh, Dave Meltzer said on the Wrestling Observer Radio episode that came out after day one uh, that he said, "Yeah, it's." Look at the star ratings in the Observer. So we've definitely got some five plus star matches. I think this will be multiple five star plus yeah. matches. Yeah. Like, even like Akada um, Ibushi is likely going to be a five star plus match. I think we should just assume that it's not out of five anymore. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now we can move past the whole broke his own rating system. Yeah, he's broken it multiple times. Yeah. So I, I, I thought it was uh, terrific stuff. I wasn't as keen on the Naito J. White though, uh, let's, match though. Let's get through a few. Uh, just random normal messages. Mr. Juicebox100, would you guys like to see Osprey turn heel and join Bullet Club? No. I don't think I would. No, personally. Yeah, I'd keep him as like a super baby face. I would, someone said it in the live chat. I can't remember who their name was. But they said they would love to see Osprey win this year's G1. Oh, I'd love I think that. That's yeah. a great idea. Step up into the heavyweights. That, well, actually, that's what I said when I, when me and Laurie did the predictions. My, my, I'd had Takahashi down to win. I said my hope for it is that 
it takes Osprey out of that junior heavyweight division, which he mm. felt like he was escaping last year when he won the Never Openweight Championship, but then just almost got like pulled back into it. Yeah. I'd like to see him get out of that and get into those heavyweights and have those matches with the likes of Akada and Tanahashi and Moxley and Ishii and Suzuki and like you know yeah Kenta and and Naito and and mm. you know make himself a, a credible main eventer because he he should be in that position. It'll be safer for him. <laughs> well, actually, we say that he'll probably yeah. just land on his neck. Well, of course uh, will. Daryl Spikerman, who I believe is the guy who said he was going to Japan. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, he said, I'm not kidding, Ollie. I will show pictures of her on the trip. That's because I don't believe he's got to go. <laughs> uh, Vijay Mahan, Akada versus Omega or Gargano versus Champa. Got to go. Akada versus Omega. One hundred percent. But it's yeah. it's daylight between them. Oh I yeah. No, oh yeah. It's not like it's an easy choice. If Champa and Gargano got to finish that feud properly, I might have given it to them because I, I just overall as a story. Yeah. And the characters I was more into. It seems to be a lot of chat about. Um, so I was just I was just going back through the chat. Mm. A lot of people talking about Jay White and whether he'd be well suited to WWE or AEW. I wonder what your thoughts might on that be. I think he's he's just great. He's just a very very effective heel. So I think he could he could work anywhere, really. Uh, obviously WWE don't. I, I'm not really enamored by anyone going to WWE. Him in NXT, that's a lot more exciting to me. Yeah, I think he's come a long way in those two years since they mm. put him over Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom. I think he's come along leaps and bounds. I don't think anyone would have thought he would get as good as he has done in such a short amount of time. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, any last Oh, ones? What would you think of a match between Orange Cassidy and Toriano? Oh, maybe too much. <laughs> maybe. I think that might be too much. You need a straight man to play off of in those situations. No, we'll have this last question. This comes in from Panda Hat, who says, do you think they should do two days again for next year's Wrestle Kingdom? That's an interesting question. I don't think so. I'm not a fan of the two-day stuff anywhere, unless it's a tournament-based thing. Yeah. Uh, so, no. No. What about you? No, I think I'm in agreement because like Laurie and Simon, when they watched, they said it never felt like a big show. It, mm. it felt like a, a warm-up act. It felt like the pre-show to this being the actual proper event, which then really undermines day one and putting that championship match on day mm. one, you know, some of your big championship matches on day one. So I don't know if it fully works. The only way it can work, I feel, is that if you've got two distinct cards. So if you have like X number of belts to defend on this night, and the other set of belts are defended on this night. Yeah. As opposed to this night is going to set up the following night. Yeah, because realistically, you know either the Intercontinental or the Heavyweight Champion will have a one-day reign. Yeah. So how really, how how excited can you possibly get for a very brief transitional champion? Agreed, yeah. Uh, also, a lot of live reports said that the crowd were actually dead for the majority of the show. We didn't hear them that much. I didn't know it was that bad. Uh, they, they woke up for the last couple of matches. Oh, really, yeah. But, you know, that's what going to a, a five-hour event the day before will do to you. Yeah, it's tiring. You, yeah, you see it like uh, on loads of things. Like when WWE would run NXT all the way through to SmackDown on that pay-per-view schedule. Yeah. SmackDown, the crowd are dead. All so, in the same town. So tired. Rumble, 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.